Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, Susan here, Inside Yorkshire. Today, I'm sitting at the headquarters of Lucy Pitaway, artist, and my goodness, it's a phenomenal size business. I had no idea, Lucy. <laughs> yes, it does sound rather strange, doesn't it, to be calling it HQ? But uh, this is, you know, this is clearly the engine room. You've you've seen it now. You've had the um, the tour, and you can now understand, you know, that this is this is where it all happens. This is mm. the busy side of things. <laughs> and the headquarters are in Brompton on Swale, just near Richmond in North Yorkshire. Um, the artwork that you do, Lucy is um is fairly quirky i think we could say and it's not now just paintings is it you've all sorts of merchandise too yes that's that's right obviously it started off as just painting and then uh, as the brand has evolved and grown the business has grown um the art is now sort of on textiles ceramics um various stationary items calendars diaries cushions even now um and you can get yourself a a nice pair of oven gloves and uh, an apron now with with the, with the artwork on so yeah it has changed quite considerably <laughs> yeah so when you when you first started many years ago well let's go back a long time if you don't mind mm-hmm. as a youngster were you very artistic yes yes uh, i was always at my happiest just doodling drawing crafting things cutting sticking making yeah I probably should have you know looking back I think you as a child you should have spent some more time out and about instead of just sitting painting and drawing you know it's quite insular I think in that sense yes but um anyone else in the family artistic um my mother um very artistic um she was very good at painting and drawing and um floristry as well she had her own um, business as a um a wedding florist and um did a lot of very creative um things with the the flower arranging mm. side of things so yeah that's that's where i've got this creative side from but i think she's the only one <laughs> <laughs> and of course the encouragement that you would have had from the family around yeah. it yes that's correct yes mm. yes Anyone um, particular who's inspired you along the way? In terms of... Um, the artwork. In terms of artists? Style, or artists, yes. Um, difficult, really, um, to answer that one. I've always loved lots of different art. Mm. Um, I never saw myself as being an, an illustrator or, an, or having an illustrative style. That sort of evolved really over a long period of time. Um, and I think that came out of me when I had my children. It just didn't seem to be there before then. Um, I was more of a, either a photorealistic painter mm. or, um, or completely abstract opposite mm. end of the spectrum I would really? throw the paint at the canvas rip it sew it back together you know um start sort of mixing sand and gravel and glue together and put that into the um, pieces of work you know I was very experimental expressive um I had a very freestyle um and so lots of different artists inspired me because I was always open to trying anything, mm. really. And, and, and I like so many different types of art as well. I like modern art. I like abstract art. Um, but then I have a very 
deep appreciation for the old master's work as well you know and the you know, I, could, I could get lost in a turner painting for mm. hours just studying it looking at it the same with um a leonardo or a um monet i just love looking at all of mm. all mm. of the detail and so so yeah i think i've always had this experimental side of me and then i touched on this more illustrative style which I'm sure was heavily influenced by having my own children Mm. and then I just kind of looked at life slightly differently and I think that's where you know their influence it does it does change yes it does change and it's predominantly the well the actual artwork is now pastels yes and that was a medium Mm. yeah that was a medium I hadn't even really experimented with Mm. um hardly at all during my art classes and um degree um, in graphics I haven't really done much pastel work at all um, and once I started painting with pastels I absolutely loved them and this new style emerged and it was more light-hearted and quirky and fun and mm. I felt as though I wasn't taking myself as seriously as I had done previously with my experimentations and um, suddenly realized that people loved that they liked that sort of quirkiness and mm. You know, they could see my personality coming through in the work. Yeah, I think that's what struck a chord in me to and inspired me to do more of that. Right, and the um, well, I'm sure when you were first drawing, presumably at home as a, as a parent, the children must have loved loved them. Yes, they've always been my biggest fans. They are absolutely gorgeous. They're always so complimentary, you know. They yes. never say anything bad about it, and they're always trying to mimic it and copy and mm. and ask me to, you know, how would you do that? How do you do that, Mum? So it's great. It's great fun. So you're probably um, encouraging them in art too. Yes, mm. absolutely. Um, but you know, if if it's not something they wanted to do, I wouldn't push them. Mm. I I believe it's very much um, something you want to nurture it. If it's there in the first place, and there's an, a, a desire or a want to do it, then I'll really encourage that. But I wouldn't ever sort of push it onto them because I was an artist. Mm. In the same sense that my my father was a footballer and he was really into his sport, and my um, brothers and sister were also very sporty. Um, I was not sporty in the slightest, but I never felt any pressure from mm. him to be that way, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, my mother was very creative, but there was no pressure from mm. anybody to be something. And I wouldn't do the same with my children either. I would allow them time to decide for themselves what they wanted to be. And then you've you've studied art. Yes. Do you, just something that I, I did ask another artist I interviewed, do you think that... Um, I mean, presumably the style that you now have is not something that you were taught when you were studying, or was it something that you touched upon? No. No, no, not at all. I'm not exactly sure where it came from. No. <laughs> just experimentation again, I guess. Mm. Yeah, just just literally allowing it all to happen naturally and just experimenting. And... Because I don't, personally, I don't think art can be taught. I think it has to be something that's in you. Yes. Yeah, there is. I, I would love to, to have been able to, but I can't. I, you know, I I think most youngsters try when they're, you know, at a certain stage you go through trying to produce something. And um, I think it has to be in you. It's think, not something that even no matter how good your teachers are, it's not going to it's not going to come out of somebody who's really doesn't have that talent. Yeah, I guess it depends what sort of 
style of art and how people judge that because I think everyone's got a different way of expressing themselves visually. Mm. Um, somebody might want to produce something very detailed to express their creativity, while somebody might want to be much more open and free and, you know, large scale. Mm. Everybody is so different and I don't think in art there's a right and a wrong um, or necessarily um, a good and a bad. It depends how you, what you're measuring it against. You might be able to judge a portrait and say, well, that one looks good and that one doesn't look good because it's not accurate. Mm. But if it's being judged with the, you know, against accuracy, then I guess that might be more measurable as good and bad. But I really think that with art, it's just about expressing yourself however you feel comfortable and, and getting the enjoyment out of it. From the artist's point of view, yes. But also I think from people who enjoy your art, it can it's so individual. I don't think you can buy a painting somebody else yes I'm sure that's quite difficult people do unless (laughs) unless you really and truly know that that person likes a particular artist but to go and actually buy a painting for someone someone else when you you're not sure what they like yes you're not going to get it right I don't think I I imagine it is quite difficult I think you would really have to know their style um, Mm. and what what is important to them in their lives we do get a lot of people buying for others but they tend to see relationships in in the paintings. So if it's a family of sheep and there mm. are two sheep and a, a little lamb, you know, um, and it's in a, a a very sort of soft setting or something like that, then they may sort of buy for this couple who've just had a newborn, for example. And, and perfect yeah, in that situation. And see it yes. like that, yes, yes. yes. And, um, but whether it's received as well at the other end, who knows? <laughs> you like to think it does go up on the wall eventually. You like to think so, yeah. <laughs> So when you when you actually um, started the business, what decided you that you were going to go into this seriously as a business? Because you did explain to me that you and your husband had a different business to start with, didn't you? Yes, I was helping him with his catering business for um, the first few years that after our children were born. Um, and obviously that was what was putting... Um, bread and water on the table so I helped out with that and we had two um, young children to to care for as well Um, and I always said to him that you know this isn't really me I am I'm a creative individual and and I still have that passion for creativity and a desire to feel fulfilled in that area of my life and um, so I'm happy to help out for a period of time maybe until the kids go to school full-time and then I'd like to really focus on my career again um and he was very supporting of that always has been um and really I think it was when they were yeah they started school at four so that was 2013 that was then when I had that very clear focus point that is when I'm going to put all my energy into making this full-time career that must have been quite a surprise to him and to you that how quickly it all took off yes it took off very quickly um I had I'd been keeping up um painting in my own sort of free time which obviously having young twins you you don't get an awful lot of free time (laughs) (laughs) so I'd been keeping up with a little bit of painting and sketching whenever I could so that I wasn't out of practice so Mm. during the few years that I did help my husband in his catering business I was still painting um but not really doing anything in particular with it just um just keeping the practice there really Um, so yeah the focus was on building his business and um, yeah I found myself making 
teas, coffees, donuts, flipping burgers and making <laughs> fried egg sandwiches, you know, and <laughs> yeah, not I wasn't really particularly <laughs> fulfilled doing that. No. But, you know, I wasn't I'm not I wasn't proud. I wasn't mm. um I, you know, I don't have a big ego. I'm not like that. I didn't care because mm. at that, that stage in our lives, we needed to do that. And I had to focus as well on being a mum mm. and the home life being right. So when all of that was in place and um, it then became time to focus the attention back on to what I wanted, um, then all of a sudden it was all systems go. So how, how did you actually start off then at that point? How did you start off with the business? I um, got myself a Facebook on, onto Facebook. That was kind of the, the first thing um, and a basic website. Um, I had a studio already at home, so I already had that in place and, and the equipment. Um, found myself a, a photographer who could capture my originals um, and a printer, a reliable printer as well, which that, that took some that took time actually to get that all the, all those systems in place. Um, and then just started exhibiting in various different locations, approached galleries, see if they would take my work, um, and that's how it started. I think from listening to this, you set off with a business head, not just as an artist. Some artists would just create the paintings and sell the paintings. But if you created the paintings and actually put together the marketing and the um, doing prints and that side of it as well, mm-hmm. it's not the traditional way that a lot of artists would start and create more slowly, really. Yes, yeah. Um I guess I've always had a business head on me because my parents ran their own businesses. I was involved with my husband's business, so there was always that side mm. of, of me. I had that knowledge and um, skills base, really, as well. But I did spend some time working with, um, I guess you would say he was an agent, um, whereby I would deliver originals to him um, on a weekly or monthly basis and then he would take those originals to different galleries and sell them on my behalf. But the relationship, that relationship, sorry, didn't last very long because um, at the time, this uh, particular company that I was um, involved with, he wasn't keen on um, work being glazed. So everything had to have a resin finish on it. Mm. And pastels just don't like resin. No, no. <laughs> I quickly realised that um, this wasn't really going to work because when I would pour the resin onto the pastel, it would sometimes, no matter how hard I tried, it would sometimes drag the pastel with it. Mm. Um, so I was losing one in three originals, oh, which dear. was just soul-destroying. And I thought, hang on, what am I doing here? Why am I change, trying to change my method to fit it was. It felt awkward. It felt like I was trying to fit, um, you know, a, a round, a round peg in a square hole. Mm. Square peg in a round hole. Not sure <laughs> which, 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 which way it is. is. But it did fit. They don't. They <laughs> That's definitely the important don't thing. fit. It fit. Um, and um, he he sort of tried to encourage me to change medium uh, and paint with acrylic. I gave that a go. Uh, it wasn't really creating the style and look and feel that I wanted so I stepped back and walked away said thank you very much because obviously it was great to have that opportunity um that that business had a great network of, of galleries that they were working with so it was a prime opportunity but it just wasn't for me 
and I gave it I gave it a go didn't work and then I just said thanks very much I think I'll just take it from here myself and so my husband and I formulated a bit of a plan on how we would um, market uh, the work how we would get the word out there and and build the reputation and so we just took it all in-house and and just set about that between us really and your husband works for you now doesn't he <laughs> well, oh you would hate part. that he works with me <laughs> <laughs> sorry Oh, yes, he would hate that uh, expression. <laughs> no, my, He's my, my right-hand my, man. My apologies. No, you're a, you're, fine, a par- you're a partnership. We are. Well, <laughs> we, we, we were a partnership, but now there are four of us um, because things got so busy that the two of us couldn't cope. And, um, and so uh, after some just kind of, you know, flippant remarks and, and casual chats with um, my brother and his wife we suddenly started to have more serious conversations about actually do you know what if you like the idea of coming and working with us we could really use the help from people with Mm. your skill set um and it would be great we could turn this into a family business and it would be much easier to to grow it into a Mm. bigger business if we had help and support because we to be fair we were sinking you know fast under the pressure and the workload and, you know, we were putting in silly hours. Um, both my husband and I were really, you know, because I was painting, doing the, all the graphics and advertising and putting leaflets and posts on Facebook and managing the website, seeing the customers, managing the prints. Um, my husband was delivering. He was helping. He was prepping boards for me. He was getting involved in all sorts of other ways with the business. And we were just all, all, all to, together, the two of us were just clinging on. Hmm. And but not really coping very well. No family life, and um, I, I said, "Oh God, I can't go on like this," you know. Um, and so after these, um, just what started as casual conversations about, "Well, why don't you come and join us? Why don't you come and be part of it?" You know, you, you could uh, be your own boss and um, and help us and come in as equal partners. And it just started off as a little casual, a casual, casual conversation. conversation. Um, and then actually it made a lot of sense because my brother had a um, great marketing background, had fabulous um, job and career down in London, but he had some great skills and knowledge and he could bring all that into the business. And, and my sister-in-law was from a retail background um, and had good understanding of retail and trade and finance side of the business as well. Um, and we thought, actually, do you know what? As a skill set before directors, that could be a really good blend and a, 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 it could really work. And um, before we knew it, they they relocated from the south to the north and we're in the business in 2016, at the end of 2016. Right, as quickly as that. Yeah, yeah yes. as quickly as that. So that's a huge responsibility for you then because um, they're, in the first instance, taking them on board and feeling responsible for the whole business and the success when you've got two other people not just the two of you yes yes by the time they came up um towards the end of 2016 we had our gallery manager um working with us so there was myself my husband and um the gallery manager and possibly one of their employee by then um because we've relocated over here where you are now um and then they came in as well so there was just a small team Mm. but yes i suddenly felt 
a lot of pressure at that stage. I thought, oh my goodness, my brother's moved himself and his family all the way up here and left. They've left these these careers behind in London. Oh gosh, you know, all no. of a sudden it was mm. it was a real shift of um, yes. feeling and 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 uh, yeah, I felt that responsibility, and all of a sudden I felt a different sort of a stress. I'd felt stress this with has, workload. This has to work now, doesn't but it? Yes. In that, yes. yes. Then the workload stress became more of a of a worry about mm. what if it doesn't work, mm. what if it fails. I've let them down. I've let everybody down, and it's all on my shoulders. Quite a lot of pressure, really. It was. It it did feel a lot of pressure, but they were very, very good. And they said, you know, look, we've all gone into this with our eyes open. We're all, um, it's equal responsibility because you're painting, but you could paint the best picture in the world, but if nobody knows about it, quite, you know, um, it's not going to sell. No. It has to be marketed and advertised, and we need you know to to do other things to be able to get that mm. that art out there so it, it was very much a joint responsibility in the end well yes i think um it's it's certainly you know you can build it but um if nobody knows it's there they're not going to come no that's right <laughs> that's right so it's marketing is hugely important a lot of people don't like it but um it's incredibly important without that as you say you could just be sat in a little studio producing paintings and just hoping that the footfall would be going past your door exactly you know word mm. of mouth will only go for so, so far, so far. Mm. um you can't help um you can't help it you have to advertise products particularly in today's world but there is such a lot of competition out there that if people are constantly seeing other work that's what they will remember mm. um so if that's advertised in magazines or on social media and it's it's uh, it's there i guess that's what might stick in their minds they might quickly forget you so you do have to continually push and make sure that you stay in people's minds and in their eye that they're still aware of you yes because it can be i mean some people might think it's a waste of the money that's put into it but in fact it's the constant the the constant um visibility i suppose in in what you're doing yes yeah you, i don't think you can underestimate the power of um you know social media and advertising nowadays mm. um i know we're all kind of bombarded with it aren't we you know it's we've all sort of become these very saturated sponges now really um where we are bombarded from every direction possible it's not just television and newspapers mm. and magazines anymore it's just you know websites social media visual as a as a as a world now we're very visual aren't we everything is out there and even and it's even audio now with yes, podcasts audio, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, um we're getting everywhere we, we are and so um you've just got to accept that take it on board and understand it is a part mm. of western life now yeah, that's and, the way be, we work and also be selective i think because you can be bombarded with too many things but um there are processes you can put in place to actually reduce and only see the things that you want to see. It's not easy. It takes yes. a bit of effort, but yes. it is possible. Yes. yes. Like newsletters, yes. you know, mm. obviously you could send out a daily newsletter, but then after a while you might just become white noise. But if you send maybe <laughs> one or two or three a month, that's, yes. you know, that's keeping people Keeping that people you, updated. Updated. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And so things like that. It's, mm. it, it is quite difficult sometimes with, I guess, with marketing, knowing um, 
how much is too much and uh, also knowing you know in terms of exposure how much mm. is too much um, sending things out for pe- two people or um, how much is too little mm. um, people want to see what's new they want to know what you're doing and also they like to feel a part of sort of part of the process and, and a following yeah, yeah, and, and valued, a valued customer or a valued supporter or follower mm. which is why on social media it isn't all just uh here's a new product it isn't mm. all about that we do we have competitions we ask people questions we will we'll say you know what a fabulous day it is today or mm. um it's going to be mother's day this weekend what are you doing? We're off to do this, that, and either. There is an element of social chat there as well, so it isn't just mm. sales, sales, sales. No, it's 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 communication and engagement, isn't it? Which yes. is just as important, really. Yes. Now the um, well, as as I was saying before, it's not it's not just paintings. Now you've got all sorts of other products. At what point did you go down that route? Can you that remember? Happened, yeah. What well, it, it actually happened very naturally. It. It moved from prints to Christmas cards to begin with, and um, and from Christmas cards to greetings cards, and then notebooks, so the stationary side of things. And calendars. And calendars, mm. yeah, that all felt like quite a natural progression. Um, and I think we had possibly attended a trade show with that side of things, so we were, we were um, selling prints and greetings cards and stationery, and... Um, we were probably asked, in fact, I would imagine, it's hard to remember how it all began, but I think we were probably asked, would you do this and would you do that? Cause that does happen quite a lot. Oh, mm. Are you ever going to do coasters? Will you be doing, um, you know, tea towels and, and will you do this? So we get a lot of requests for mm. things. And so I think we probably just responded to... Um, to the to what, the, the feedback that yeah, you were getting from yeah. customers presumably like then, yes. the mugs you know will you ever put your designs on mugs yes that yes and like they're lovely aren't idea. they <laughs> you know <laughs> and you've got jugs and all sorts yes, of bowls yeah, we, we brought out two full um ceramic ranges in the end because mm. it just evolved it, it started off as um fine bone china mugs um but then people were, were asking would you ever do this would you ever do um larger plates side plates tea bag tidies to go with your um, or teapots and teabag tidies and, and jugs to make it a full tea set. And we just thought, well, why not? Let's try it. Try it and see. Yeah, mm. we're, we're open to ideas. We're open to suggestions. Let's let's give it a go. Let's see. Um, but I was always very protective over the artwork. And I, you know, I've always been very mindful of not tarnishing that side of things and um, bringing the quality down by doing the merchandise. Lots of artists wouldn't ever entertain the idea of doing the merchandise because they might feel that that might affect the, their reputation as an artist and bring the value of the art down or, or um, tarnish it in any kind of way, shape or form. So we tackled things very carefully from that point of view. We spent an awful long time working with various suppliers trying to get the quality that we wanted and that did take an awful long time and was a big headache actually mm. that was probably one of the most trying was parts it? of the mm. business was getting the merchandise right um and once or twice we did we did say oh is it really going to be worth it all of this effort because it's really involved and really tough to get the right reproduction 
um, on the different surfaces. So the you know the art, artwork looks very different on a ceramic surface to how it represent um, reproduces on a textile surface, mm. um, and that's again different to the print itself. So yeah, it was hard getting colours right, getting the look and feel of it. So it was a quality product because that's what we were about mm. quality. So let me get this right then. You you don't you're not taking something that you've already drawn and putting it onto a ceramic. You're actually drawing something specifically for the ceramic. Is that how it works? Mostly it's it comes from the original art. So for example, these mugs that we that mm. we've got here that we've been drinking our coffee out of. Um that's that's a full image. Um and it's taken mm. from the artwork and it's it's wrapped around that yes. that mug. Some of the designs, such as that jug over there with the hearts on, yes. that's, those was, elements have been drawn that, separately oh. for a repeat pattern. I was thinking, because yes. I've seen those in the yeah. shop, yes. Yeah, so that's, there are two different ways you can approach that, um, and that's, that's the, they are the examples there. The <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yes, it, I was very careful in the early days that that we did it, we did it right, and that we didn't just say yes to everything and just produce masses and masses of different things, including phone cases and, you know, key fobs. And key, yes, yes. Yeah, no. Key chains, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm not one of these people that will take a, um, a limited edition print and then just put it as it is onto stationary mugs, whatever, because mm. I don't believe in that. A limited edition print in its original form like that is limited and once mm. that sells out it's gone it doesn't get put onto other things because no. then that's another reproduction it's, of it yes because yeah. then it's not limited it's not limited right <laughs> um and uh so not everybody does take that mm. look and view you know there are other people out there that don't do things quite like that um and there's no no law against it however from my point of view i wanted to protect the limited edition pictures as limited editions mm. um so a lot of the open edition work was then created for the purpose of being able to offer people, first of all, cheaper prints because the limit, the um, open edition prints that we do are a lot smaller. They're only 10 inches and then we can, you know, sell them for sort of 50, around about the £50 mark um, mounted. So the, the open edition pictures are the ones that we put onto a lot of the other products Mm. And that's how the range has increased because I've then created a lot more art that is open edition, not limited. So mm. there are still two threads to the business, really. There are two different mm. um, aspects. It's quite separate. The artwork, the original art is original art, and then you've got your limited editions that stay limited. And then there's the open edition work, which you will find those images on all kinds of different products within the yes. business. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I, I can shorten that if you like no 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 that's that's absolutely fine I think the fact I think giving people the understanding because we did talk when I first arrived today and you showed me around here it's like oh my goodness and this is not this is your headquarters but the number of buildings the warehouse the framing the uh, photography section the uh, studio where you do the, the photography um, we're sat opposite Another build, the original gallery, is it? The original building yes, across yes. there? Um, and how many staff do you have now? I think there are 20 of us, I think. 
<laughs> but it's always growing. It's so. growing because you've now you've got you have the um, you have the shop in in um, Finkel Street in Richmond, yes. don't you, on the yes. corner there. Um, and you've opened one more recently. When was that? Was it just the end of it was, last year? Yes, in November. Yarm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's um, an expanding business, and the business, the the actual business side of it is phenomenal. I I can't. I had no appreciation of it, because, and I don't think many listeners would have, or even people who buy your artwork have any idea how much has gone into all of this. It's a huge. It's been a huge investment for you. Yes, <laughs> and how you actually have time to still paint and and do the do your drawings, I, I'm not quite sure. It has that has been a big challenge actually, um, because I have wanted to be so involved in the business side of it. Mm. I find it interesting and I enjoy it, but actually I have to keep reminding myself that's you know there there are other people in the business there are four directors and there are other people in the business that are responsible for those parts of it so keep your nose out <laughs> get De- on with what de- you're supposed to do delegation is is a skill <laughs> it's something i haven't quite managed myself yet but de- delegation is quite hard when you've started it and it's been your baby right from the yes. right from when you you began that was very difficult and and i'll openly admit i'm quite a controlling person and i'm a perfectionist and i like things done a certain way and it was very difficult to let go of that in the early days Mm -hmm. but over the time I have let go of an awful lot and um, I now you know make sure that I get plenty of painting time because that's so important in the business as I get reminded on a regular basis by my fellow directors (laughs) Um, so yes I have to make sure I set certain days and times to Mm. make sure that I do get on with the painting get on with the job in hand Yes, yes. So um, I, I noticed when I when I came into um, the gallery over, over the road there that you've you've had quite a lot of awards, haven't you? One or two. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind sharing? No, what, no, when, that's what, fine. what was your first one? My first one um, was back in 2015. I think I got um, best in show at the Fine Art Trade Guild Awards exhibition. Um, which I think at the time was down in Harrogate and I was chuffed to bits. Mm. I remember being absolutely blown away really because the first time in my life at age 41, I, I actually got an award. <laughs> I, I hadn't even had a medal or a, a badge except for I think maybe my 25 metres swimming when <laughs> I was about eight. <laughs> and so I was really proud of myself then and I, I remember displaying you know my, my little uh, plaque at home and showing my children and my my daughter was very proud and very um, you know impressed my son less so because he had about 50 medals and trophies in his bedroom <laughs> compared to my one <laughs> yeah so uh, but that was that was the beginning that was in 2015 and, and you'd, I, you'd not been going that long then, really. That was just quite a couple quick. of years. Yeah, yeah. a couple of years. Yeah, a couple of years. Um, and after that, I went on to um, achieve Best Up and Coming Artist, uh, UK's Best Up and Coming Artist. It was 2016. And from there, we um, put in for new business awards, website, um, we won website awards. And, and then in 2018, UK's most popular um, published artist, which I then won again in 2019. 
Yes, I saw that as I came in just by the door. <laughs> yes. I think there's one just out there. Yes, and also you were the artist for the Tour de Yorkshire a couple of years ago, weren't you? Yes, yes. I um, I held that for three years running. Three was, years, yes, was it? Oh yes, my, okay. Yeah, three years. I think um, I only caught... fabulous. Yes, yes. Um, I I was only here for one of them. I wasn't actually in the country for the other two. <laughs> oh, right, so okay. I miss I missed the others. So I'd only th- I thought it was just the one, but three. Yes, three I years had it for in three a row. Three years running. Um, and um, it was absolutely fantastic to be involved with. Um, and welcome to Yorkshire. We're an amazing company to be. Um, you know partnered with for, mm. for those three three years so it was fantastic really good and it really did help um you know our business massively i've got a very good following now um from the cycling fan world yes, <laughs> yes. and paintings to go you know paintings to go with that yes, yes which so was um that's why this continues mm. to to grow the the cycling artwork continues to expand and um that range is is always going to be there because mm. now I do have quite a good following so from that mm. yes yes so um plans for the future anything in particular that you would like to share with us gosh <laughs> I'm kind of very open to seeing just what crops up what opportunities arise um I'm, I'm at the moment quite relaxed about um what will will be will be you know um we will probably expand our uh, merchandise range further and um produce new ranges and new new artwork for that obviously new collections are coming this year i can't say too much about those mm-hmm. um but we would love to also um open another one or two galleries as well so we're always on the, on the lookout for possible possible new, locations, new locations yes yeah, yeah. Yes, and yarm's going well, is it? It got off to a very, very good start, so we, we certainly can't complain. Mm. And we opened just before Christmas, and we've been really well received, so it's been That's, fab. that's mm-hmm. good. So for people to actually um, find someone, if if there is anyone who hasn't actually heard of you, <laughs> how how would um, how would they find you? Your website is? It's lucypitaway.co.uk. Okay, and you Facebook, obviously the social yes. media. Yes, we're on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. everywhere, everywhere. Yes, <laughs> everywhere. My brother makes sure of that. <laughs> Instagram, presumably. I assume so. Yeah, 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 yeah don't we are. Forget that one. That's very visual. <laughs> yes, we're on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yes, I, I think that's that's. Um, it's, you're obviously going somewhere. Well, I think you've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes, it's. We're really, really pleased with where we're at as a business now um i think the challenge is maintaining the level Mm. um that we are at and just responding to you know listening to people who like the work as well Mm. Um, getting customer feedback is important isn't it it is you know um our fans and followers are so important to us um we yeah we we listen to them and the constantly giving us uh, suggestions or wants and needs and you know it's maintaining that relationship there we have a lot of repeat custom so we mm. do look after our customers very well um and and yes we're always looking to the future at how we can improve and continue to grow as a business and i see you, you ex- export worldwide don't you we do yes mm. um so exactly nowadays the world is a much smaller place and it's it is easier to 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 get your work across 
mm. into lots of different countries. So we'll expand that that way as well, I guess. Um, mm. Welcome to Yorkshire. The Tour de Yorkshire has really helped put Yorkshire on the map. Um, and it's a brand in itself, Yorkshire, I think now. I think so. So, yeah, it's it's bringing a lot of people to the area. And, mm. and I, I absolutely love living in Yorkshire. And that's why my paintings will feature our Yes. county a yeah. lot <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much lucy that's been great i've really enjoyed talking to you and you this is susan signing out from inside yorkshire <laughs>